Hello and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast coming to you from the Glenthorne High School Library in South London, UK. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I'm the librarian here. These are going to be short podcast episodes with some ideas, tips, things hopefully you will find useful in your school library. Today's episode is called Running a Successful Library Comic-Con. I recently ran another uh, Comic-Con uh, in, this, in the library on a Saturday, and I did this um, for the first time in a few years because of obviously COVID restrictions and complications, so it's been a few years since I've done it, and it was a huge success, and I wanted to run through some of the things that um, I thought were helpful, might be helpful to you if you decide to run one. I really recommend um, doing it. Uh, I was exhausted at the end of it, but it was a lot of fun. And I really recommend it. Um, really basic bullet point version. I ran it on a Saturday here in the library from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, a bit of a long day, but it was it was fun. Uh, I had a limit of 50 students because I thought that was probably the max that I <laughs> could handle. I did have another adult, uh, two other adults here for most of the day. Um, I had a guest manga artist. I gave out a bunch of free comics. I rented a button maker or badge maker if you're in the UK, and I did bring in a bunch of board games from home. You're not recommend, <laughs> not required to do that, but uh, I did do that. Um, but the detailed version, I guess, my recommendations, my tips: <laughs> um, email parents early. So I created, you know, with permission, I created an email group of parents who were interested in having their students sign up. I did this quite a few weeks in advance, and I just was as detailed as possible as you as a you know parents are aware that you know they want to know all that they want all the information and rightly so um when is it going to be how long you know when do i have to pick up my children when do i drop them off who's going to be there what are they going to be doing uh what what's going to be offered so i wanted to make sure that everybody was aware what was going on down to the things like the students weren't required to wear school uniforms so here in the uk you most schools we are not a private school but most schools in the uk um public schools the students still wear school uniforms uh it was not required on a saturday that was a big question of course from the students they thought that they had to wear their uniforms and um they didn't i wanted it to be um you know more laid-back atmosphere i guess um within a few hours i had 40 parents email me back on the same day that i sent the letter out um so it was it was interesting and by the end of the you know few days i had my 50 limit and 47 of those 50 showed up which i was very pleased with i would love to have more i think in the future i would ask another uh, staff member to be full-time with me if they're willing to do that on a saturday i didn't get you know it's not something i'm getting paid extra to do Uh, i just did it because it's something that i wish i had when i was a kid and i wanted them to have that opportunity so trying it on a saturday i guess my next tip um, obviously, it's not going to work for everybody, but I do recommend it because it freed me up. So anyone who works in a school library knows there's constant interruptions for like, you know, not negative interruptions, but you're just constantly being interrupted with things going on. There's always somebody who is in the library needing something, which is fine, but it's hard to run a program all day long if you're uh, and to get them out of classes and lessons or doing it after school maybe doesn't work for everybody. Um, and I wanted to have the whole day. So I chose a Saturday and it worked really well. 
Um, I got here early and set up, um, set up Friday night as well. And I just wanted to run it um, the way I wanted it. So I was very pleased, even though it was a beautiful, hot, sunny Saturday afternoon, 40, 47 students came for the events. And hiring a guest, I guess, would be my next tip. And I was really pleased. We had a really renowned manga artist, um, um, Chi uh, Kutsuwada, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, uh, they illustrated the Carnegie-nominated book called Tsunami Girl, which I really recommend, which is a really cool, dreamy, strange, cool, surreal book that takes place during the um, Japanese tsunami disaster of 2011. And it taps into urban legends, ghost stories, and of course, real life tragedy. Um, but um, they delivered this really amazing manga workshop. And I know that hiring a guest isn't possible for everybody with budgets. Uh, I was really lucky that we were able to um, bring bring them in and um, the students absolutely loved it. And that, was, that took uh, an hour and a half. <coughs> and that started around 11. So I didn't want to have that right at the beginning because I knew some students, even though I said, oh, it starts at 10, I knew some would probably wandering late and that's what happened which is fine I wasn't requiring them to be right at 10 um, hiring and renting the button maker was massively <laughs> popular um, I cannot stress enough how fun it was and easy it, it requires um, it required an adult to be using it be just simply because um, the the thing was uh, needed like arm strength of the Incredible Hulk unfortunately and I, I don't have that but I you know you needed an adult to run it um, Again, I would like to have. I would have liked to have had somebody stationed there. I think it would have been because I couldn't stand there the whole time. So if you do have an old-fashioned one of those things, which is what I ended up with when I rented it, it was uh, it needed um, an adult supervision just to get the thing to work. Um, but it, it one they they loved it. They loved making their own badges, buttons, and um, having them made and going home with them. They could draw their own designs, and we had other comic books that we that we they could cut out and use as well. Um, and that's my next point is reaching out to a comic book shop. So we have one not too far away. And I just told them, you know, we are having a, a Comic-Con. I would love to know if you have anything to offer or could support or if you wanted to come. They said they couldn't come and, and be a presence to sell comics or to promote things. But they just said, oh, come on over. We might have some comics for you. So I drove over there and they gave me, I mean, enough comics to last a year. I mean, 250 or 300 comics, really. Um and huge stacks of them. I think even more than that. I haven't really counted them, but I'm going to be going through them for ages. And uh, just said, yeah, just take them. So a huge mixture for all different ages. So I was really appreciative of that. And um, again, they could use them. We made our own um, comic book bookmarks, um, the, the buttons they made with them. We also did uh, keychains. So I had these uh, plastic keychains I had left over from our library card uh, things. Um, and they they made their own comic book keychains. Uh, you can always contact me if you want the details on that. And I mean, they spent ages working on that. It was really fun, and they could do that, you know, between the author visit and um, you know when there was some free time. Um, bringing food, of course, I brought tons of snacks. Of course, all nut free. You have to check all allergies. And that went with the letter that I was communicating to the parents weeks in advance. You know, if you, I am going to have these snacks, and I was very specific about the snacks, and they were very basic. And these drinks, um, I didn't offer really any fizzy, you know, really anything like that. It was just um, basic stuff, but it was uh, just something to have some snacks for them. Um, and breaking up the day was really 
crucial, I think, because um, the kids really, I feel like they liked it that there was like always something happening and it wasn't, it never dragged, it just flew by. So, and I, and I kind of advertised it this way to the students and the parents in case they were like, oh, kids are like, oh, parent, uh, kids saying, I would rather just go to this and then I want to go home, which is absolutely fine. There was no requirement for them to be here from 10 to 4. Um, so from 10 to 11 was um, board games, which I had set up and they could do that on their own, and then the button making, and then crafts, like I just mentioned, the book, comic book bookmarks and things like that. We also played Pictionary on the whiteboard. And I did. So I had some quizzes um, based, of course, on comic books and manga with some prizes. Uh, I had tons of little prizes to give out. Um, we had a manga fall apart. Um, a couple, as everyone knows, uh, manga <laughs> will, sometimes will fall apart. And one of our manga, one of our big three-in-one edition of Naruto fell apart. And my amazing um, colleague in the library, she made a bunch of um, manga bookmarks and things like that. And you, the prizes, those were some prizes. I had some books and I had a couple um, of, uh, uh, what am I trying to say, <coughs> comic book uh, template books where they could make their own comic books. I gave out as prizes, a heart stopper coloring book, uh, which may have started a war. They wanted that so badly. I should have had about a hundred of those. Um, but uh, those types of things were you know, easy and fun to give away. Um, so that was 10 to 11, and then 11 to 12.30-ish, um, the guest speaker. Um, it almost went on for another a, a half an hour, which was great. Um, but they hung around, the artists, um, and you know, signed books, helped them with their drawings, showed them how to draw different things. It was really great. And then from 1 to 1.30, I kind of cleared up from the guest, and they ate some snacks and, again, some more board games and things like that. And then... Um, from you know two to four ish i let the board game stay up for anyone anyone who wanted to do that and um any more but um i also um had created a kind of like a special one shot dungeons and dragons um event and that ended like the last two hours and it was a big group but it was a lot of fun and uh, I wanted to make sure that the D&D group had a chance to come and be you know have fun as well and so breaking it up like that was really crucial so those are the things really that in my opinion made it a uh, success you have to kind of tailor it of course to your library and you may have other ideas that will bring it in i did not require them uh, i encouraged them to dress up a few dressed up as some um, some manga characters which was cool i personally didn't dress up because i knew i would be um moving around <laughs> running around the whole time i wore a DD t-shirt and that was it but i knew that i would be i needed like freedom of to move i didn't want to be in a costume and i knew i would probably die of heat exhaustion so um I think, like, I, if I did it again, it's like I said, it's been a few years since I've done it, so if I did it over again, I would probably uh, ha make sure I, like, ask a, a, an adult, to, another adult to be there all the time. I had the guest author, who was great, and then a couple of uh, teachers brought in their children, which was really cool, and they hung around for a long time. But with 47 kids, it's a lot, and uh, but those kind of, like... Uh, came and went so I was I don't think I was, I was never here on my own with 47 because of the of the guests and the other other teachers so um thinking back I think I I should have an, another adult present uh, the whole time just to uh keep things uh, so I didn't have to like be in five places at once but uh that's might, might be a challenge but I would really recommend it um so I know I've already rec recommended uh Tsunami Girl but I want to recommend another book to end it here as I said these are going to be short 
podcast um, episodes. And I want to recommend a book that was recommended to me by one of our amazing Year 10 students. And the book is called Roxy by Neil Schusterman, who wrote um, Scythe and other great novels. Um, Roxy is kind of a very unique, um, bizarre kind of story, sad one that I would recommend for ages, probably essentially is sentient prescription drugs and illegal drugs so all of these like um uh how, how do i describe it so alcohol and other drugs have um sentient powers they kind of live in this like eternal party plane of existence and they target people of course and it's about how these drugs go to earth and 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 manipulate um, teenagers in this world, which is a huge problem in, in real life, but it, it's done in this really unique, strange way, and how the teenagers, uh, one who just gets like a, a, a sports injury, gets kind of hooked um, on medicated, uh, on sorry, on prescription drugs, and then of course, delving into illegal drugs, and uh, really sad, but a really um, interesting perspective on this um uh, really what is an epidemic in especially in places in the United States and I know in uh, my home of Canada but uh, also here in the UK as well but uh, Neil Schusterman I always like his writing um, I believe he's written it with his son as well so I should give him credit but uh, though, though that book and of course Tsunami Girl I would really recommend um, a couple just straight up shameless plugs as well I have this newsletter that I will probably promote every episode maybe I won't uh, in case people get sick of hearing it um uh, I have this newsletter where I give out, uh, it's like six pages of ideas every every month and six pages of d library displays, book recommendations, program ideas for your library, anything. I, I steal them from all over the internet and I, of course, give credit and ask permission to do so. <laughs> but it's been going for a few years now and there's, you know, there's a ton of issues. It's for free. You want to... Um, get that in your inbox every month you can email me um, or find me on Twitter so at Twitter I'm just at uh, Lucas L-U-C-A-E <laughs> I can spell I, I forgot how to spell my own name um, L-U-C-A-S-J X-W-E-L-L and if you're on there you can just say please can you sign me up and I'll sign you up uh, or you can email me at L-M-L at Glenthorne that's G-L-E-N T-H-O-R-N-E um, dot Sutton S U T T O N dot S C H dot U K. I know that's a mouthful, but I can put all that in the uh, in the notes or whatever they call it in the uh, website um, for this for this episode. So that is it. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you do uh, start your own Comic Con. I would love to see any examples out there and uh, or any questions you may have. Please contact me. I'm not an expert on it, but I really love running them. Uh, that's it for me. Take care. Talk to you soon.